As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk. We're back. We had a week off, which is very unlike us. Um, I was ill. Jeff was busy. Mareko's been ill as well. It's, it, yeah, we're very sorry. But we're back, and we guarantee it's going to be a great show today. Well. It's myself. Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives, <laughs> Mareko Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts, and of course, Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. How are you guys? Fine. Fine. Feeling better. Still okay, a little well, under well, the weather, but feeling good. You're pumped, ready to go then. <laughs> I, frankly, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't mad about a week off, to be honest with you. <laughs> We're being real honest. So, well, fine. Yeah. Good, good. Good stuff. What, so, yeah, good stuff. How are you feeling? You were the one, you were very sick last week. What happened? I was I was blowing both ends for about oh, Jesus, four days. Hey, and who is both only who's today? Both ends? Is it who's that guy? Who's <laughs> both ends? He's a friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but literally today is probably the first day I've been one hundred percent. And at first, I thought it was a hangover because I went out um, the night before we were meant to be recording. Um, and I woke up terrible, like terrible. And you know, I don't go out drinking these days. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I know a hangover is going to be a sort of two-day event. Um, but this thing kept going on and on. But then my wife got sick with the same thing. And then the kids was like, oh, okay, it's not a hangover. Um, but, yeah, just terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, and we've all had it. The whole household has been riddled with it. But, um, no, good, good. Back, back on the Back on the app. So that's how you celebrate your triumphant ch- chart-topping situation? That Well, basically, that's what it was. It was the <laughs> night that I heard about the charts, went out. There was like this event that I was invited to. Um, yeah, I had a bit too much to drink. And um, yeah, as I, said, I, thought it was, I thought it was a hangover, but um, no, it turns out it wasn't. So, yeah. so how high did this town go on the charts in the U.K.? Number 15 on the UK singles chart. Whoa. Number 15. And um, I'm up there now with the likes of uh, Chesney Hawks, 
Two Unlimited, um, Mot the Hoople, all these one hit wonders because I'm I'm out of the top one hundred this week. That's it. I've gone in a in a cloud of smoke, gone, never to be seen again. One um, week one week is all you can hold on to. Well, that that was the whole point. I want to condense everything into that one week. So that's that's why there's a, you know this this whole ah. sort of pre order thing and all the rest yeah. of it. But if I had any sales this week, I would have been really disappointed because I wanted them all to condense into that one week for the highest chart position. You know, yeah. um, so that was always the plan. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a hell of experience. It's been great. But you know, back to reality, um, changing shitty nappies, and you know. And that's just mine. So, <laughs> yeah. I saw Harry Styles was, you know, taking up a few spots, that little asshole. He was. He took, I think he took four spots in the top yeah. 15. Um, four? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and bloody Ringo Starr. Who do they think he is, this young upstart? Yeah. Yeah, what the but, shit. Um, yeah, and Queen. Queen went to number one with with the, uh, with the new single, which is crazy. So, um. No, it's good. I'm, I was really pleased with it. I mean, you know, in the in the top twenty, you know, being number fifteen, I was yeah. I've been I've been trying to shoehorn into every conversation I've had this week with people as an artist with a top twenty. Yeah, right. You know, right. <laughs> recording art, recording artist get, Craig Lockwood. Yeah, it gets boring quite quickly. But um, but the good news is, I've had the heads up. My wife is like, well, next year we can do better. And I'm like, yes, God, yes. So yeah, so we're going to oh, do nice. again next November. Go back to Rockfield and record record another That's song. Great. So. Yeah, super fun. So the lead, the next song will be called "That Town." Um, no, I mean, yeah, it won't be. I've got an idea of the song already, but there's a few songs that they're years old. Most of these songs that I've got, so yeah. But anyway, how, how is uh, how's England doing in the in the uh, World Cup? Uh, England are doing fine. <laughs> Oh, they are. How's Wales? Is Wales playing? Wait, how does that work? Does Wales also play? Let's not. Let's not talk oh, about no, it. Really, no. is it? No. Sure. Yes, let's talk no about need. this for a second because. You gave me such an earful last week when you, I don't know if you were sick or not. And you said, you wrote, you wrote, you texted me, Wales is, is making an embarrassment of the United States. And I was just like, wow, what do you expect? That was and just the, an- at- that was the anthems before a ball was kicked though, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. And then, um, and then I look at the <laughs> score and the ending score is zero, zero. I'm like, I don't know if that's an embarrassment to us or to you. I mean, <laughs> That's not really. I mean, I don't. I don't find the tie to be anything other than. I mean, can't really say much, can you? Yeah. Well, the USA are doing very well, to be fair. You know, but well, um, you know, out of what if you got how many millions of people you've got there? You know, oh, you should do well. God. You should do well. They should change you know? the name from whales to wines because you complain <laughs> so fucking much. You that was what you said to me. You was like, well, you know, how many people are in the United States compared to Wales? Ugh. It's like, fuck, come on, man. We're here. We're here dribbling our dicks and playing all the other games. We don't. Soccer's new to us, you know. <laughs> and to cut a long story short, Wales are out of the World Cup. We oh, didn't make it past oh, the group stages. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry, yeah, no. but um, oh, 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 is that true? Are they yeah. gone? Oh. They're gone. But oh. anyway, we're here to talk about knives. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Jeff, what's been going on apart apart from I, I had to listen to two hours of you flirting this morning editing your podcast two hours of you giving it the full-on get the fuck out of it look i had a poor lady poor lady that my friend julia sexton is an awesome writer and she's a friend and i've known her for quite a while she's a she's my friend she's my friend and i've known her for quite a while she's a great writer and we have a great time uh when we bullshitted on the on the podcast it was actually great 
It was great. We had a good time. And um, was, but from what I heard, it was very good. Actually, it was good. Well, yeah. I'm, you when know, you f- when you weren't angling for work, trying to get some articles. Angling. <laughs> I fucking made my life. I made my life extra more hellish than it already is. I haven't slept in. I haven't slept in weeks. And be honest with you, I li- I'm looking forward to you guys being back because I could use a couple jokes. Just to you know, make matters what I, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna drop it down a little bit, then we're gonna bring it back up. So, I haven't talked about this in a long time because I haven't talked about this at all, just because it's just like, oh, what the fuck to talk about? My mother was hospitalized in the summer. She had had a fall and she had terrible. Her health sucks, and she had had a stroke. And from the summer, from June until now, I've it's only been me really, and I've been getting her into rehabilitation centers and dealing with social workers and firing social workers and hiring social workers and getting, figuring out Medicaid and Medicare. And it's been like seven months of like dread, total dread. Mm -hmm. And then dealing with her apartment and dealing with all this bullshit. And finally, I, after all this, you have no idea what it's like to get Medicaid for someone else and get power of attorney and all this bullshit. Yeah. So finally, I get this message saying from the social worker saying, I have great news. They've just approved your mother for Medicaid, which is going to allow her to be in this facility now because she needs 24-hour help. She needs 24-hour care. Oh, wow. And it was such a great – it was such – it was like this – it was the best victory I'd had in years because – I don't know from like I had to find birth certificates and death certificates and marriage certificates and I had to power of attorney and all this fucking awful, awful stuff mm. that no one should have to deal with and most likely most of you are going to have to deal with it. And um, and then all of a sudden I was just like, okay, great. Well, I'm now I'm going to move her out of her apartment. We don't know where anything's going to go. And I was like, let me just let me just deal with December. December, biggest month of the year for us. Also, my kids turning 18. Colleges are rolling around. We're dealing with this, dealing with that. I'll deal with it in January. Well, I get the message. I get a bill for two months of this and two months of that. I'm just like, I, my mother cannot afford one more month in her apartment. So I got to move her out at the end of December. So we're all like, my wife and I are just like, for f- fuck. And then bring it back to- So when you say the, out, do you mean in with you? Or? No, she's going to be staying. No. I, she needs 24-hour care. She can't stay okay, with us. Yeah. And she has- yeah. I mean, her finances are such a disaster that we've been able to figure out a way to get her Medicaid, which is going to help pay for her to stay in the place that she's in, which is very nice. It's nice. It's fine. And it'll be fine and, and blah, 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 blah. So so the bottom line is I was excited until all of a sudden just like December just got a lot worse. And then I was on full blast with my friend Julia. I was having a great time. Looking forward to having a great time with you guys. We she's know a- you're having a great time. I heard you're having a great time. We're having a great time. Would you let me finish the story, you maniac? And I said to her, I want. I'm. I put her on the spot and basically said, I want to write an article for the magazine. And she said yes. So then afterwards, I get this message, Wait, and then magazine? I haven't. Sorry. Uh, either Edible Hudson, Edible Westchester, Edible Manhattan, Edible Bro- Brooklyn, whatever them okay. fucking edibles. And she says, Okay, it's due on the twenty seventh. Stoner magazine. No, no, no fucking edibles. No, it's like the food. I know it sounds. It's just. It's nowadays. This is dumb, but it's like this giant publication in the in the area. And then, Mm. um, so I got to write this goddamn article by the end of the month too. And then uh, something funny happened, and I'll I'll leave it alone. Is this this night? The same night I was dealing with this goddamn the the moving and everything like that. I get a message from a a a well known cable company uh, TV show. A cable company, cable news show. Mm. There was a murder apparently in Idaho, and it the the murderer used a knife, 
and they wanted to get me on because they googled my they googled knife expert my fucking dumbass came up <laughs> from epicurious and my we have fucking, a history of solving murders as well with well yes, so yes, it, yes. Was, it was it was like like when i read who the producer of this tv of this cable news show was i was just like oh shit and, and they said we're doing this uh you know piece on this murder and we know that you're a knife expert would you mind coming on this segment to talk about you know to talk about it and I'm turning my wife, I'm like, they think I'm fucking Doug Markite or something. I, I mean, I don't know what the... <laughs> so I write back, of course, of course I'll come on. <laughs> of course I'll come on. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what am I going to tell these people? How to do a fucking plunge line? I mean, am I going to be... I'm going to be able to... I'm gonna, whatever. Who, what do you say no for? I said, it'll be funny. So I'm waiting and waiting, waiting. I'm figuring out where I'm going to put the thing. I get the ring light. I get all this stuff. And at the last minute, they canceled. But I was... But the producer was so happy that i responded back i'm like you got it anything you need whatever it is so now i'm on the fucking hook at some point i'm gonna be going on a cable news show as a wow. knife expert in a murder case wow. so do you know what you do you know what you should do if if they do call you up call fat titty yourself, what's his face dr fat exactly, titty no i was gonna say book yourself into a really bad motel <laughs> like a big seven liter bottle of like mountain dew next to you right top off sweated yeah. looking into the camera no i'm <laughs> no I blinking I talked to some friends of mine in the media and they told me what I should do and what I should say and the background, how important, you know, every, I guess there's like these websites that rate the background of the guests. So like mm. we had to like, I have this big painting. I, I, the whole thing's hilarious. I'm just like, that's what I want. I want to be, you know, this so, so, cable news person asking me these like what is it, questions. Like, so was it like Good Morning America or something no, like that? No, no. Was, I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get on there sometime and some of the knucklehead listeners are going to break their this person's balls. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not really – but this is like a, a cable news, a cable news, a nightly cable news show that like when you say the name, you know who it is. And I'm fucking at some point. No, is he still alive? Don't, yeah, okay. there's okay. no reason right. to guess. I'm not going to fuck it. Do you understand <laughs> what just, I just said? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is very curious. Not I know curious. you're curious, but, it, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it, so I'm not going to say it. But at the same time, I'm going to fucking do it. And when I do it, it might be the once and only time I'm on this show because I might make a joke when it's inappropriate mm. about a murder. <laughs> You know? I think you're going a bit crazy, Joe. I th I've seen what you've been working on this week, the amount of stuff you've been doing. So yeah. I think madness. Yeah, I think maybe madness is getting to you. Fine. I want to joke. I want to laugh. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Whatever. Good stuff. Good. Uh, Morocco, what's been happening in Morocco land? Uh, what's been happening? I got uh, So I've been working on the calendar. My Artisans of Steel calendar is coming out. Mm. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get it finished up and printed so we can get them at least mailed, if not by Christmas, by the new year. Um, mm. So everybody can start the calendar. The theme this year is Chef's Knives. So we got some heavy hitters like Nick Anger and Will Manning, Don Wynn, Ben Kama, uh, Camon, uh, Don Andrade. We got a bunch of Mert Tanzu. We got a lot of heavy hitters. We got Holly Loftus, too. Um, oh, cool. Bingo. So, yeah, we got some heavy hitters. We got some good, very talented people. A lot of work that I've seen personally, which is great. Mm. Um, and people just, you know, doing really good stuff. Uh, Logistically, how how is that happening? Are they taking their own pictures or so, how are you? Yeah, so some of them take their own photographs, like especially like Holly. Holly uh, – takes her own photos and then she posts them through her website or whatever uh mm. some like mert sent me a professional photo that was done by uh, uh caleb royer um a lot of the guys like nick anger 
Greg Sims, Dan Bittinger, Fingal. Uh, they have photos through Abe over uh, Eating Tools, Abe, Abe Shaw. Hmm. Um, and he takes really great photos, but I have to like I have to put him through Photoshop because he does everything in squares, and so I'm trying to make a like basically an eight and a half by eleven size panel, and so mm. I'm, I'm and I'm also making a composite, so I'm playing in Photoshop to like blend things out and reposition and organize things so they look nice. Everything's coming together. I got one more to do uh, as well as mine, um, but it's going to be a really good calendar. I'm excited about it. Cool. Uh, and then what else? Oh, because we didn't have a show, I did like some quick, quick and dirty Q and A's. Uh, I did one, I believe on Monday and then I followed up or maybe it was Tuesday actually. I can't remember. But anyways, then I followed up the next day because I, I basically what I wanted to do was like all, all the, all of our sponsors, I wanted them to sponsor a question. And then I took some time to answering a question and these were questions. And again, the audience, you guys are awesome. You send so many questions in that we have a massive, massive list. But part of the downside of that is some of the questions get buried. So I was like, let's go to the bottom of the list. And so I went from the bottom of the list to answer questions, but I'm like in my rush to try to like provide value, I completely forgot about even he who has been like tried and true since the fucking beginning. So the next first day, episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, I followed up the next day with uh, a, a little micro Q and A, one question, one sponsor with even he, uh, and that was fun and and it was great. It was cool to get in there, you know, doing the live stream. Like I think there were like a hundred plus people like rolled through kind of catching it um and also had a few follow-up questions within the q a but uh so i appreciate the people that joined and helped uh help to make that interesting and if people missed it you can still catch it because uh, i think i shared them to the instagram the knife talk instagram um where you send questions but you can also check out those live streams and get those those cues uh and a's um and so that was fun uh i also cool. i just got John, uh, John Medlin, who is, uh, you know, he's a he's a friend of Broadback and those guys, um, but he's also a very talented maker in his own right. He's doing carbon steel pans right now, uh, and I got one of his carbon steel pans, the 12 inch, and the thing is freaking awesome. I love using it. It's a lot like my cast iron. Unfortunately, the cast iron I have right now is a very small one. It's only it's only an eight inch pan. Um, and it's hard to cook for three people in, a, in an eight-inch pan. It's a, basically mm. it's just a small pan. So having the carbon steel twelve inch is awesome because I can cook plenty of food in there. You use it very similarly, basically the same way you'd use a cast iron, um, but it gets ripping hot um, beca- and fast because it's thinner than cast iron. So there's less thermal mass there to heat up. Um, and so it's great for searing stuff and it's a metal handle so you can throw it in the oven or I can use it in my pizza oven. Um, the thing's been great. I made, uh, some fried rice. I posted up the other day for my breakfast. I had like one egg left in the kitchen. We had some leftover rice. And so I just threw a bunch of shit together and it was awesomely delicious. Um, and I actually, I've been, I got some hot sauce from, there's this company called Senor, Senor Lechuga. Um, they did a, uh, collaboration with joe rogan and i and they sent me these hot sauces to try out and holy fuck i mean i've had their stuff before uh and they're based out of uh brooklyn actually and they make some of the most flavorful delicious hot sauces i've ever eaten in my life um they have one that's one of the joe rogan collaborations and it's got ghost peppers and the flavor is insane but fuck it's hot (laughs) and i've actually been i used to do a lot of hot sauce eating i've been kind of out of it and so um, but it is, it's really, they're really good. So people should check those out if they get a chance. Mm. And other than that, well, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Now, I was going to say, while talking about Joe Rogan, I'm seeing everybody Spotify, um, like roundups of the year oh, yeah, coming the through. Ups, yeah. And um, so we're seeing Knife Talk and, and Jeff's Full Blast as well and, and Artisans of Steel on people's list, which is amazing. Um, but it's amazing the amount of listeners that we have that also listen to Joe Rogan because they're, they're on everybody's list, basically. Right, it's quite yeah. funny to see. I guarantee um, there's a lot of crossover in the audience. We had somebody... We had somebody have over 20,000 minutes listening to us, which he oh, said wow. he did in six, 16 days. Holy shit. Just railing like, them. What? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, are you surprised? Well, with quality know. content like this, I mean, <laughs> I mean we're, we're still number one. We can take a week off. We're still number one. I don't see any <laughs> yeah. other podcasts on anybody of the Spotify list. You know, right. Massive Maybe backlog. It's, I think it's pretty easy to accomplish. I, I wonder, yeah, yeah. I wonder yes. how many minutes uh, the show is actually done altogether. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, it wasn't on Spotify for the first, maybe the first hundred or so as well. So sure. well, a, lot, know, a lot. A yeah. lot. A fucking lot. Yeah. I, and, the, and the last thing, I, I, I just, uh, what was it, two days ago for the Patreon, uh, I did. I recorded my Artisans of Steel podcast with Jay Morrissey, and holy shit, it was! It's probably one of the best episodes I've I've done yet. Um, you know, I've had lots of great people, but just the conversation flowed really naturally. He is a very very interesting guy um, with a lot of very like I don't know, just his background and how he's gotten to where he's at, and the way he thinks about metal and steel and creating patterns, and the bat and his past influences, starting in metal smithing and glasswork and how that translates into metal work um it's it was really cool it was a really great conversation and so oh, cool if people get a chance go check that out for sure too yeah and where can people get your calendars if they can get their orders in now so they get well we don't have them up on the website yet but definitely keep your eyes open i'll be posting uh you know if you guys jeff and craig don't mind i'll probably post also on the knife talk but i'll post over on my course, my yeah. instagram as well when um the calendars are ready to start pre-ordering and getting ready to get shipped out. Um, yeah, so just they're not up yet, but I appreciate nice. you just watching out, watching out. Cool, cool. Okay. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to soulceramics.com forward slash heat or just click in the link in the description it'll take you straight to soul ceramics they're a distributor of even heats they've got some in stock they've always got some there built up ready to ship immediately you'll get 75 dollars off and you'll also get free shipping in the u.s so what are you waiting for if you need an even heat that's the place to go link in the description okay should we do some questions let's do it let's do it okay um let's start with this first one um from EDC Gearhouse, I think it is. Um, hey guys, been binge listening to the podcast all this week, driving through the Upper Peninsula for Thanksgiving. Fucking love it. Nice. Um, I'm not a maker yet, but we're the biggest and best knife refinishing company in the community. We crack out hundreds of knives monthly, ranging from simple resharpings and restorations to blade finishings. And Sounds like an advertisement. It does. And proprietary <laughs> titanium anodizing. And whoever this guy is, if you use Knife Talk 10 on his website, just see if you get a, if you get a discount from him. Um, he says, my question is, despite us having thousands and thousands of refinished knives under our belt, there still seems to be a stigma of being a knife modder. Uh, coming from knife makers. Hmm. I personally see it as just like everything else. Once the knife is bought from a maker, it's the customer's property, and they're free to do what they will with it. Um, and what do you say? Thanks, thanks, gents. Um, that's from EDC Gearhouse. Um, 
So he thinks there's a bit of a stigma where people think he's not a knife maker, he's just modding other people's knives. I mean, personally, I think he's 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 found he's found a market and he's, you know, he's got a business and he's paying his bills. Well, good for you. Um, you know, that there's probably a lot of I I don't do it. I don't you know deal with other people's knives at all. But I'd imagine there's a lot of you'd pick up a lot of skills um, by looking at other people's knives and um, you know whether you're resharpening them or re-edging or whatever you're doing to them. Um, you know you're going to be handling a lot of knives. So I'd imagine he, you know I bet he's you know very well skilled. So I don't think there's any um, you know there's no there's no shame to be thrown there at all. I think you know good for you. You, you you're making it happen. But uh, what all what right. do you guys think? Let's do a role play real quick. You be this guy. <laughs> you be EDC Gearhouse, and I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a caller. Okay, ready? Call me up. Hello, EDC Gearhouse. Um, we are the biggest and the best knife refinishing company in the community. We crack out hundreds of knives monthly, ranging from simple resharpenings and restorations to blade finishings. How can I help you? Oh, you don't make knives. We don't make knives. We take knives and we make them better. Oh. Well, I was, oh, oh, you don't make them. Oh, we well, don't make knives, but oh. you know what? If you've got a knife, uh, well, we hang can up. work on I'm it. I'm hanging and... up now. I'm hanging I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, the, this is, welcome to society here, EDC Gearhouse. People, they immediately, they, they find out what you are and then they think, what's the next step up and why aren't you there? I mean, mm. if a, you're, Good we point. have, yeah. talk, look at the stock removal community. We get people who are upset all the time because people go up to them and say, oh, you don't forge your own knives. It's yeah. like, welcome to, the, welcome to the pecking order of assholes. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> quite true. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a really good point. Everybody's looking to say, why aren't you yeah. at that next level? Yeah. That's, I've yeah. never thought of that, but you're right. Completely. They fucking the, the work. I mean, cooks too. Oh, you only make hamburgers. Why don't you make steaks? Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't make this. Why don't you make? Oh, you don't do this. Why don't you do that? It's like everyone's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. think, Morocco? I I say don't worry about them. I say ignore them. Ignore the haters because honestly, like there is a place for you to for this style of business to exist. Obviously, he's doing well. It sounds like he's doing well. Uh, and also, you know, it's not actually, it, it sounds like you, they're interested in getting into knife making. It's not a bad way to get your hands onto, on a lot of different work. Even just doing the knife sharpening I've been doing, I, I only did that like once a month for five or six months. I got my hands on tons of knives and it was, in, it was really interesting to, to get like, just to, just to get my hands on those knives and feel them and see them and, and mm. all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it's it's a really good way to inform what you might potentially be making in the future when you do get into knife making. Um, you might still not want to. What's that? He might just want to be a. He don't, it doesn't sound like he wants to. It sounds like he just wants to do what he's doing, and he just. What's why can't this be enough? I well, is that what he say? I thought he. Said I mean, I mean, it seems to me it. like I would imagine that he says I'm not a knife make. I'm not a maker yet. Yeah, well, maybe he likes being. Maybe if business is good enough, it's just right. like, well, why not stick well, maybe with what I'm it doing? Is too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I was just, what? Like, I guess the point I was getting at, and I was reading off of the, I'm not a maker yet, is that it could be a good opportunity to get your hands on work to inform how you potentially want to get into knife making. I've I've found that my knife sharpening has been that way. I had a friend who used to make custom sayas for custom knives. When Only he... sayas didn't make oh, knives. No, no, no. He, he, well, he was sayas. Sayas. what a loser. I know. 
he was making knives, but he was also building these sayas for custom made knives so that he could get his not his hands on other people's work and kind mm. of make calls or like I guess judgments, not necessary judgments, but just get like data points basically. Get information, especially from people who are highly regarded custom made uh, custom knife makers don't always yeah. make their own don't make size so he was offering a service but it also gave him an opportunity to get more information it's if you can't if you don't have the time to do all that another great way to accomplish that is to go to like a cutlery store or a kitchen store especially a, a well-known one um and there's you know there are they're around um and so but that's also another opportunity to get your hands on work but I don't think there's any like I when it comes to modifying like I could see people taking old like Ontario carbon steel knives or or whatever other kind of brands out there and put new handles on them but like who the fuck cares like whatever Yeah there's not I don't no, see why there's a problem and, for it and if somebody's got a problem for it with it then they're obviously not your customer like who cares like you, know, you got plenty of business out there He's Just, making the point that people like he feels like it's a dis he's uh there's the stigma of just being a knife modder and, and it's just like and people would look down on them yeah, yeah. but i mean at the same time but who like are those else. people is what i'm saying they're probably other assholes. they're probably other assholes. makers yeah. Yeah. and who gives a shit because those fucking makers aren't your customers so fuck them what do you think yeah. the number one what do you think the number one mods are do you think he's got like a gut hook department uh, probably. <laughs> sure. Gut hook department, serration department. Serration, yeah, bottle opener hooks. on it. Yeah, yeah. Different hand. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine a lot of it is resharpening and cleaning up carbon steel knives, I'd reckon. I reckon that's that, or, applying, or applying like mustard patina, forced patinas or something like that. Yes, like yeah. All that kind of stuff. Do you think that is, didn't, I, th I think, I feel like Open Neal has like a kind of like, a fan base that does a there lot is of a modding. whole thing yeah. yeah if you if you look on um like youtube for open our mods there's yeah there's a whole community of people doing stuff and some amazing stuff too you know for yeah. what is you know a real simple basic knife for sure um yeah so yeah yeah there's i think there's no sort of shame to be thrown there at all i think you know do what you need to do it's it's all good yeah, people are gonna give you no matter what you do <laughs> we're gonna yes. give you a exactly trouble. exactly yeah you oh you only make nod knives oh. yeah <sighs> yeah people are the worst who's taking nuge's uh question knives by oh go ahead go ahead okay uh he says hey guys uh oh sorry hey who do you guys use for payments square just kicked me off for selling weapons might be worth uh, giving a heads up to other makers because I'm seeing this happen to a few makers recently. That's uh, Knives by Nuge. Knives by Nuge. Did knives I say? by Nuge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't say this start. Um, who are you guys using to process? Yeah. Payments? Well, I use both Stripe and uh, PayPal. And they're basically just, just processes within um, – I use Squarespace as, as my sort of website host – um, and they're just payment processes that you know that they provide, um, but they can be. I mean, they can be a bit funny as well if they know it's weapons. And I, I'm sure mm. we're, we're all aware of, you know, trying to sell on Instagram or Facebook as well, and everything gets flagged as weapons and taken back down again. Every everybody is just really sort of nervous about that kind of stuff. You know, big business is very nervous about that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it it is it is difficult, and I've had problems with Stripe in the past, and you know I've had to you know to speak to them and say, well, look, it's colouring eyes and all the rest of it. Um, 
Yeah, I know Square is much bigger in the US than it is than it is in Europe. Um, but you know, they're all going to be pretty similar, I'm afraid. So yeah, but the other options you've got are Stripe and unfortunately PayPal. They are the they are devil incarnate. They're the worst thing in the world. But most of my business comes through PayPal, right. even though people have the option for Stripe. You know, we, you know, and when I say Stripe, it's just that's just a layer that people wouldn't know what Stripe is. It's just a credit card provider. It's just a credit card processor. So, for example, if you go to buy something online, it'll say, "Do you want to play by credit card or do you want to play by PayPal?" Um, if they say pay by credit card, it goes through another processor. In my in my case, it's Stripe, and with anybody with Squarespace, it'll be Stripe. Um, but yeah, they can, they can be um, a little bit funny as well if they think it's a weapon. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that's that is just the way it is. Try and keep a, a dialogue with them um, if you do have any any issues, and it may be worth speaking to Square if you can, and you know, just explain these aren't weapons; they are. I, d- I don't know what you make anyway. News, sorry, <laughs> you may be making. making he, well, here, <laughs> God knows what you're making. But um, here's the well. Here's the thing because I oh, here wonder. Here comes the knife expert. Knife expert, let's go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Tell, tell, tell us why Why are so many knives now considered weapons, no matter what they are, even though there are all kinds of things like scissors and chisels and all kinds of other edge things that can very easily damage people and hurt them? I don't know. <laughs> I, what do you want me to say? I was just going to say that I, I've seen his work, and I, it feels and he does like kind of EDC outdoors. So you know, I've seen, he does some culinary okay. stuff, too. I wonder why, who's getting flagged and why. Is really what it mm. comes down to. It's it's more along the lines of, I know people say weapons all the time. I I choose to use none of that verbiage, and and, sure. and it's yeah. like yeah. just because I just you know why bought why even bother. So yeah. I don't know who is getting flagged and why. It seems as though there are specific types of knife people who are getting flagged. Yeah, and I think a lot of this isn't a human. Who was sort of looking at your stuff and going, "Oh no, this is this is a weapon." Right. I think a lot of this is, as you say, it it's sort of the, the language that you use, maybe on your website or on your on your social stuff, and that is what's getting flagged. Right. Um, you know, so I think yeah, but maybe you know, look at the the language they're using on websites. Um, yeah, or even just in but the it, product yeah, it, it is... that's going through the payment service, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you, you, yeah. Yeah. They don't need to know that it's not a picnic knife or something like that, right? Like, yeah. who gives yeah. a fuck what they think or what they yeah. know? Just as long and as I, you I've get got that to the point where I, I've got to the point where I'm not even using the word knife now as well. Sure. You know, it's you know, it's a like a cutting implement or you know. A must-have in the kitchen, you right. know, as opposed to you know, it's just slightly skewing language a bit because there's all these flags up there, and you're raising flags all the time, and it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, even if it's a skinning knife, you can call it a food processing tool or whatever the fuck, like all kinds of stupid shit to get around. Like it's a weapon. It's sounding like a weapon. When I ship yeah, internationally, yeah. I I have to be. I I usually ship through FedEx, but I have to be very careful because there are countries who won't let weapons in. But yeah, if yeah, I yeah. call it a cooking tool or a cooking utensil or whatever. Like, like that's it's still describing what it is. It's just not calling this, it a knife. This will wind Jeff up. I use table art a lot. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you I don't care. why would I care? I don't give a shit. Table art. I wouldn't art. I would I mean be honest with you, I would try to not be as funny as you as you you are. I mean I would think that I would think trying to be under the profile under the radar would probably be smarter, but you know, mm. go ahead, do it if you wanna make me laugh, go ahead. Is is, <laughs> is Square tied to Squarespace or is it separate? Yeah. They're like separate things. It's a it's a separate thing, okay. and and in fact, um, I'm not sure um, if Square is 
is actually linked to a website because I know they have those square readers, don't they? Right. right. So this may be for shows and things like that. I and maybe think it's that's been part of Squarespace. I believe it is. Is I it right? Related. Okay. Okay. But it can also be kind of a standalone payment processing platform. Yeah, yeah. And again, with Squarespace, you can use other processes anyway. So if you can't use Square, there's others that you can use. So yeah. no matter what, what, no matter what you're using as your website sort of host, I'm sure they're going to at least allow PayPal right. and probably Stripe as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's also at least here in the states, there's Venmo. That's another yeah. way to get mm. money. Which is uh, Venmo is owned by PayPal, right? I don't I'm not sure. I don't. I, I've never used Venmo. I'm not sure. No. Um. But yeah, otherwise, like I'm with you, Craig. Like most of the time, I'm using PayPal um, to at least issue invoices and give people an option to pay through. But sometimes people opt to pay through other services. But I I've mm. been fortunate to not experience basically any issues with it. Mm. Okay. Okay, um, Jeff, do you want to take the next? Uh, okay, this one comes from Matthew Flood. Hey guys, I was hoping you could clear something up to a newish knife maker. I often hear you say that all you do, uh, that you all, the, I often hear you say uh, you do all your grinding post heat treatment. Am I misunderstanding this or does that mean you're normalizing heating and quenching prior to the grind? If so, wouldn't this be make your knife hard and and wear belts out much faster or am I missing something? Thanks guys, you're great. So... The answer is yes in certain cases. Yeah, yeah. Grind. So I do all of my stuff after after heat treating. So I don't do any. I do obviously do profile grinding first. But with regards to bevels, I don't do a single bevel until after heat treat. Well, you um, probably do bevels too, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So all all that sort of prep work is done. It's just the bevels aren't done. Okay. Um, and in fact, most of that is even done on a laser now anyway. Um, oh, but cool. you know, it's 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 definitely heat treated before it goes to um, any sort of grinding for, for bevels, and and yeah, it it obviously is harder and it is harder on your belts, um, but it does actually feel a bit different too, um, and I prefer <laughs> I prefer the feel of it hard. Yeah, no um, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I I I. I, it's what I've always done. So when I when I tend to grind something before heat treat, it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, and yeah, it, it does wear belts faster. Um, but there's other risks that you're mitigating. Sort of, um, you know, if if you're doing your your bevels before heat treat, there's more chance of warping and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I always just play it safe and do that grinding after. Um, well, but yeah, it can cost cost a bit more in abrasives. Right, and is is one of the main benefits of not grinding before heat treat, especially with stock m- removal materials and and especially stainless. You're using the plate quenching process, and if you have any kind of bevel, uh, yep. the plates aren't engaging the bevel, and they're going to retain heat longer than the parts that are engaging with the uh, with the plates, right? And so that's right. going to specifically fuck for stainless, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. part of it as well, I think. I only, yeah. I only, I only do the heat. I only grind after heat treatment for for stainless steel, and a lot of it has to do with the thickness of the stock that I'm using. So if I'm using three thirty seconds, which is less than an eighth, or I'm using sixteenth, there's no real point. I mean, I'm not really. Right. There's no real point. I want to get that plate quench really good, and I want and it's. Mm. I'm gain. If it was like an, if it's an eighth of an inch, I might take a little bit of material off just because, or three sixteenths or something, but. 
Yeah, a lot of heat treatment has to do a lot of plate quenching heat treatment. Plate quenching before the grinding is because of you know if your if your material isn't that you're not taking that much off, you're better off having a straight blade and not having to fool around with it. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have a distal taper when you're doing a t- uh, distal taper when you're doing a plate quench, you have a tendency you you have the uh, tendency to bend it because the way mm-hmm. it's in the plates, it might you know however it is besides what. Mareko was saying you don't have full contact you might actually touch it one way and then all of a sudden you, you give yourself a banana accidentally yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i think if you're doing much thicker um thicker knives so maybe not culinary knives maybe it would make a bit more sense because there's less chance of it warping um and you are saving money on abrasives and you can get a bit done um but yeah even then i wouldn't take it you know close close to edge you're going to be a sort of rough grind anyway you know sure. um but i just think it's it's not worth it's not worth the risk if you're doing um really thin stock yeah i i what is it i i've ground a 14 c28n fully hardened uh i think it was at like three sixteenths of an inch um mm. which was like uh what is that uh, sorry, I'm trying to do no. the conversion real quick. But it's I, 25 millimeters. 25 millimeters. Okay. Surely whoa, whoa, whoa. 2. Point, no, 2.5 millimeters. <laughs> I'm sorry, 35 <laughs> yeah, millimeters. that's an inch. Right. <laughs> yeah, 2.5 <laughs> 40, 45 millimeters. Um, <laughs> Six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing numbers out there, man. <laughs> Knife expert over here. It's perfect. Yep. Uh, but I honestly was pleasantly surprised at how quickly you could actually grind and it was it was like a slicer so it was like uh eight and a half inches nine inches long it was about inch and a half wide and i blasted through and finished ground that thing uh in about 45 minutes it it Mm. it didn't actually feel very different but it also comes down to the the steel that you're working with because some steels are incredibly wear resistant and that is definitely going to impact how your abrasives cut them but the 14c was uh 14c 28n was pretty nice um but i will say that i was using combat shredders and it just blasted through it so there was no problems and there's still plenty of abrasive on it actually to grind another knife so get yourself some good belts that's gonna make a big fucking combat abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers available in any size at unbelievable prices go take a look at combatabrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code Knife Talk 15. Do it now. Do it now. What Brian we, said. Cool. We got uh, yeah. all sorts of other things. Tough dilemmas, listener feedback, knife Karens from a couple of weeks ago. So whatever you <laughs> want to do. Let's, let's do some listener feedback then. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. This is uh, listener feedback. If you go follow us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, you can send us listener feedback. Knife Karens. Beefs for the all beef review. We still got a lot of beefs coming in, but we need more. So send in your beefs. Uh, this feedback comes from the Sharp Carpenter. We were talking two weeks ago about bread knives, and he goes, "Bread knife sharpening for home use." I'll do a video. Uh, what will people listen? No, but there is no homeowner attainable way. So we were talking about sharpening bread knives, and he's as a knife sharpener. He was saying it's really hard for a home home user to sharpen their bread knives. Sure. Mm. Will Miller says, "Hey guys, I'm listening to the latest episode, and you guys are talking about how to protect yourself from li- protect yourself from liability, and it's got me wondering about insurance. My wife has a side. 
Sorry, sorry, <laughs> so not, not in a way there. Will, Will, when you write your next listener feedback, you know what to you know what to write. <laughs> my, my wife is a my wife has a side hustle painting and often does crap. You know, you you have some fucking nerve, Craig. By the way, because you just did this whole fucking bit about goddamn square and price and, and credit card changing. This is listener feedback. You have some fucking nerve. You know that. <sighs> Sorry, Will. My wife has a side hustle painting, but she also does lo- lo- local craft and art fairs, and most of the time she has to send out a copy of her insurance certificate with her table application. Do you guys carry insurance? Our knife show is not asking for insurance when you sign up for the table. Thanks for the great show. Do you have, When you have to do a show, do you have to bring insur- a proof of insurance? I, At least the ones I've experienced, I don't remember honestly seeing anything in the contract about having insurance which seems like a really bad idea i feel like everybody oh, yeah. holding a table should have insurance because can i it's... can we just can we just say something that might be a hot take Let's if hear. the blade show asked for insurance from the table people they'd have no tables <laughs> they would have no tables because these flea bags all half these flea bags don't have insurance to bring with up the fucking blade show right I, yeah, mean, I mean, so many people are hobbyists. They, it's. I mean, Rick Hall, guy comes up to Rick Hall's table, grabs a fillet, a sh- a knife off, his, cuts his half his arm off. Rick just, <laughs> Rick just kicked his ass and threw him out of the the cop center. Right. <laughs> your insurance is you're not getting your ass kicked. No one thinks fleabags are bringing. God forbid that the Blade Show should ask. Then you're gonna have a real riot. But I mean, it's not the worst idea. Right. And I would imagine no, that most most people's insurance, they'd need something specific for you know, right. outside of their you know their normal work environment. You know, to, for an event, they'd need something specific for that. Surely, I'd have thought. Why don't you call well, somebody? Call me up. I'll be the insurance carrier. <laughs> Ask for insurance for the <laughs> show. Okay, <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> Hello, uh, this is the insurance company. I mean, I mean, whatever. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah. I've yes. got this opportunity. I, I I make knives, and I'm going to go to Ooh. a show, and I'm going to sell shitloads of knives. Red flag. Red flag. What do what? I need? What do I need, man? What? You need, you need, you're looking for insurance from my company? What kind from of event is this? It's, it's simple. Listen, there's never any problems. So basically, there's just, I put all my sharp and shiny stuff, you know, the real killer stuff, you know, the dangerous stuff, oh, okay. just out on the table. Yeah, Thousands I can't. Of people I, walk can't past, I can't. They pick it yeah, up. Yeah. They shave their arms and stuff with it. They love it. They no, love no, it. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Here's how this is going to work. I will give you insurance if A, you don't go, <laughs> B, you don't have any problems, and C, we're not going to talk anymore. <laughs> I'm not giving you Look, insurance for it's this. It's fine. This is, listen, I have an eagle on my shoulder. This is a virtual Anybody I'll goes to touch for, anything for a virtual event. <laughs> the, if it's a the damn invitation, you got it. Over me. <laughs> you got it. The insurance. Listen, back to reality. These insurance companies are fucking scum. I rem, I'll never forget having to fight with an insurance company because when I had my first intern, Carl, back in the day, I told the school that it's your insurance that we're not my insurance. Fader Knives will will not cover. You know, you're responsible for this kid. If your kid comes to the shop, mm. he's under your you know your guidance because he's your student. He's not. I'm not liable if something happens to him. And they said, well, you have to talk to the insurance company. I talked to this insurance company, and they literally thought that I'm running around the shop with like knives in my teeth, throwing <laughs> bo- knives at balloons like a pirate. I mean, they had no idea. There was no. There was no like idea of they thought literally thought it was like anything that came to your mind, and it was yeah yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, so, uh, so you don't have specific insurance for events then? That's, that's I don't think saying. I have insurance. I don't think I would have to. We would have to probably call someone up. But I just remember that mm-hmm. when we were dealing with insurance in the beginning, there were a lot of companies that just would not cover us because they yeah. just, you know, we had to take wording out. Like I remember Tony says, we're taking out the, we're taking the word bushcraft out. Bushcraft is, a, I guess bushcraft was like an issue that some of the companies had. And I said, we have to, he said, I have to change the wording because we're having a hell of a time getting insurance. But I don't know if I can yeah. do, I don't know if I can go to an event and my insurance will cover it. Hmm. Part of my business insurance does cover um, expositions or events like markets or blade show or something like that. Um, but it also costs, you know, an easy hundred, little over a hundred dollars a month. Um, so annually, that's it adds up real quick. <laughs> I had to have insurance yeah. to have the, my 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 studio, my shop. Right. I, yep. I couldn't I couldn't be here without insurance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's pretty standing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, more insurance talk next week. Right, Benjamin um, Coffin. It, oh, keep sorry, sorry. I was just going to tell everybody about um, Indasa Rhinoette. Um, because if you're doing any hand sanding, which we all are, um, it's the stuff that you want to be using. Um, we all use it because it saves us time, it saves us money. But if you go to TexasFarrisSupply.com, where they sell not just Indasa Rhinoette, but everything you could possibly need as a knife maker, um, you can get a discount. Use Knife Talk 10, get 10% off your entire order. So not just your Indasa Rhinoette, everything that they sell there at TexasFarrisSupply.com. Go take a look. Fill up your basket. Use Knife Talk 10. Thank you very much. Do you want to keep going with this, or do you want Tough Dilemmas, Knife Cairns? Let's, let's do more. If we got more feedback. Yeah, we got good feedback. We, we, value, we value feedback here. You know what I've noticed? I've noticed because we've taken a week off, we're all a little bit out of sync. Like, the chemistry's just a and little bit, everyone's a little bit keyed up. Our rhythms are off. A You're little right. bit. A little bit. It's because yeah. we're not, like, we had that week off, and now we're all pumped and fired up, so... <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. So this one comes from Benjamin Coffin. Mareko will show up to your house and block you in person. Jeff, I fucking died laughing at work, at the, at work <laughs> visualizing this is that he's a hitman or something. <laughs> people, people ask what's wrong with me, and I played it for them, and now you have some new listeners. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Mareko nice. has a – Mareko's blocking is, is become a f- hilarious. Uh, <laughs> a thing of legend. Yeah, yeah. That you that you would uh, you, you go you go out of your way to block people in spectacular ways. Mm-hmm. I don't think you do that. <laughs> no, you're not going to show up at someone's house. No. All right. Plumley knives. Take a flight. Said, Knock on the door. Yeah. 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 Plumley knives says, "Here's my resume to be the Knife Talk podcast producer." I said, "I said I think we were talking about last week about how getting things done. I think it was about taking phone calls and stuff like that. And I was saying we need a mm. goddamn producer. So Plumley Knives is." giving us his resume i'm a high school graduate some college i'm a tech guru i operate i operate my own ig and facebook i've been on tv before so that basically makes me an expert on producing i like to boss people around and tell them how to do their jobs better uh p.s thank you for considering me for this position i look forward to a fair compensation and benefits cheers so that's yeah, very we couldn't afford the insurance couldn't afford the insurance you're a guru i mean there's no way yeah if we if there was an easier suite where we could i i'm still convinced that there's got to be a better i mean you craig and i are, you were talking about we were talking about a couple different features but there's got to be a better mm-hmm. suite so we could have like a green room and you know phone calls and callers and stuff like that it's just at some point it's yeah happen. i mean there was that one that we used a while back that did all that 
um, but we just found that the audio was just way out of sync every time. Right. So when it came to when it came to do, you know putting it live, we'd have to like go through the whole thing and edit it, and you know sometimes because they'd be a bit technical, but it wouldn't just be out of sync, but it'd be drifting, so it'd be out of sync at different rates at different parts of the show. Oh, so it wasn't just a case of lining lining it up. It was like going in every sort of five minutes and have to reline everything. It was just a nightmare. Oh my it God. just sounded like we were just interrupting each other. Hate hateful. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't the best. But we did have all these great features, and we could do all these great things, right. like have a waiting room and have you know callers waiting and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, that the end product has suffered for it. You know, as, as, as nice as it is to have these extra features, most people just want to, you know, they just want good audio. That's that's what it boils down to. Yeah, good audio and and uh, making sure that you're dependable, hmm. like us. Okay, okay. I'm sorry for last week. Okay, is okay. that your fault? I mean, look, I, I <laughs> we could have done it. I, I we could have done it. I just was like, that's enough. That's enough already. Um, yeah. Andrew Lichtenstein says, "Hey guys, thanks for the shout out on Give It Back for the all beef for the beef example. Wasn't expecting to get, get it, but it made my day. But seriously, I love listening to you guys. Always count on KTP for a few laughs and life lessons. There we go. There we go. That's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, we can keep going, or you want to do something else? It's up to you guys. Um, let's do what else did we have? We have tough dilemmas. We have knife cans. Let's do a." A tough dilemma, but whilst we're doing that, we can all look through the list of questions and maybe pick out a, a juicy one each as well, so we can go back to a question each later. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> um, all right. Simple Work says, hey, beautiful germs, here's a dilemma for you. Let's imagine that the zombie apocalypse is knocking at your door. You're in your shop and you're making a knife that you'll carry everywhere from now on. Problem is... Uh, you only have time to pay real to pay attention to one characteristic. What would that be? Would it be shape, edge, profile, heat treatment, parameters, geometry, thickness, grind, so on, so forth, uh, or anything else? Love the show. Fuck milk. So he like <laughs> fuck milk. milk. He doesn't yes. like milk. He likes that sexy <laughs> milk. He's sexy. He likes that sexy milk. Yeah, milk. All right. Go <laughs> the good old milk. fuck milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, well, I mean yeah. that's what he. I mean that's what oh, I. I misread it. Sorry, fuck milk was not supposed to be erotic. It's Sorry. not one word. It's not <laughs> oh, a product. Okay, I, I didn't realize. I thought it was. <laughs> like, oh, he didn't like. Oh, he doesn't like milk. Okay, sorry for all you European okay. listeners. Uh, definitely, fuck has different kind, con- different you know. Yeah. Words and definitions and stuff like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, zombie apocalypse is here. What are you getting? What are you doing? What are you making? What are you focusing on? Go on, Maraca. You can go on first on this. Um, I think the first thing I would work on is uh, securing materials, and then making sure I can figure out how to make them sharp. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of you play the game. I mean, what kind of you? What kind of knife are you gonna make? Oh, uh, I was looking at Bowie knife, or not Bowie knives, but fucking. Uh, what are the big fuckers that are used for machetes? Machete style knives. Uh, the bolo mm-hmm. is like a traditional uh, machete style blade, but there's some other ones. What was it? It was uh, the, like a Topanga or something like that, which was a crazy. I think it's like Southeast Asian style knife from Indonesia or uh, the Philippines or something like that, and that looked pretty pretty fucking brutal. And so I'd probably work on making something along those lines. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What about you, Craig? Okay. Butter knife, tactical butter knife, all day. Tactical <laughs> butter knife, got to be with a compass and a screwdriver and all the rest of it. Um, so, so g- give me the candle. give me the brief question again. Sorry, give oh. me the dilemma again. Sorry. Oh, God. Um, Just briefly. All right, you have make it. Listen, I'm I'm changing it. You need a knife for the for the for the uh, for the apocalypse. You have one knife you can have, and that's it. What's it going to be? And what are okay. you, what are the things you're going to look at look for? Okay. Could it be? Um, an axe. Sure, you do whatever. This is, that, is, this is, is gonna... tough dilemmas. You can answer it however you want. What are you a Viking? Okay, now? I'd I'd say an axe is giving you extra reach. Right. Um, and if you look at any of these zombie films, they'll always use an axes. Right. Um, it's got to be an axe. And if you know, if John can make one, anybody can make one. Surely, that's that's why. Uh... That was a. You mean John Ariani? Oh, yes. John okay. Okay. Right. I just want to yeah, make yeah. sure you kind of whip past that yeah. insult very quickly. I just figure we need to bring it back. But that's that's got to be the, the ultimate zombie killer, surely. You know, have a good sort of 12 to 18 inches reach on it that's as well. What she said. Um, we never, yeah. we know, when we talk about zombies, we never talk about just the regular living part. It's always like, it's always like the fighting part. What are you, what are you going to do? That? How are you going to cook dinner with that axe? Wow, I really stumped you on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never given it much thought. Zombie apocalypse, how am I cooking dinner? Well, I mean, what um, do you do? You're gonna, you know, I would think you want something like the Serbian cleaver. Like the Serbian cleaver, maybe the cleaver's ugh, your move. Fuck that knife. What do you mean? You don't want to, you don't want, it is so, that's why it's so fucking funny to say people have such a, uh, a visceral opinion on the Serbian cleaver. Mm. You know? Actually, I changed my answer. Uh, I'm going go to ahead. a kyber knife, which has because I didn't think about the food prep aspect of outside of killing zombies. Right. Um, and they have a very uh, similar profile to a chef's knife, uh, but they're heavy blades. Um, so, you know, uh, or at least stout geometries, so they can handle the impact. Uh, they're usually pretty long, and so I would go with a kyber knife. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Or a fucking scythe. You know. <laughs> A side. On a massive, on a, exactly, <laughs> and yeah, just use that, use that length, and just take heads off from from afar. Uh, yeah, have you ever swung one of those but, things? Uh, no, they no, are no, tricky. No. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah. accidentally. I can take imagine your there's momentum once they once they get going. I bet there's some momentum on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? This whole the zombie thing is hilarious because we've created two. There's two things with the zombie thing that's crazy. Number one, it's super antisocial. It's you've come up with this reason for killing people where you're supposed to not feel guilty about it. That's number one. 
And number two is, why don't we focus on the things that aren't zombie killers? Why don't we focus... Some of these guys, they should be focusing on losing weight and maybe maybe thinking about fighting off cancer. Like, zombies are the least of your worries right now. <laughs> the cancer of reality coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, why not try to live your life so you're just like, you know, I don't have to worry about it. Maybe I could lose 20 pounds. Maybe my cholesterol is no good. No, no, I'm going to focus on zombie stuff. It's like, yeah. this fantasy is like, it's enough already. There's no... Yeah, you see these... You see, you see, like on uh, YouTube, you see all these these fat fuckers, these preppers, and they're like, "We need like a hundred cans of beans, and we need." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is it always beans? Fucking yeah, beans. protein. A hundred cans fiber, of beans. That's carbs, enough for three days. They never, solid. they never think about the now parts of like, maybe I should stop smoking. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe that's the real. That's I should fight. I gotta worry. I said that to my wife once. We were talking about zombies years ago. And she goes, "Maybe you should worry about like heart disease. Like heart disease <laughs> is far easier and far like closer to reality than zombies." Yeah, heart disease, <laughs> yeah. cardiac events is the number one killer of at least men in the United States. What's your cardiac knife? <laughs> What's your ultimate apocalypse? How are you getting into those yeah. valves yeah. and cleaning yeah. out that shit? Well, I mean, uh, you know, clean eating, ladies and germs. Yeah. Without, without getting too dark, the number one killer of, of men in, in their 20s to 40s. In oh, I bet it was gas. It's mm. not. Oh, oh, oh come okay. on. It's got to be colon cancer. It's not a suicide, I'm afraid. Oh, for fuck's sake. To bring things down a little bit further Jeez. again. but um, 20s to 40s, yeah. huh? 20s to not 40s. Surprising. It's the number one killer. That's surprising. That's yeah, wild. It's crazy. 20 to 30%? No, in ages, 20 to oh. 40. It's the number one killer, oh. which is scary as hell. You know what? I like it when you bring it down like this because that just gives – it makes it harder for me to try to bring it back up, and that's my plan. <laughs> my plan is to make this a little bit – Happier, I mean, just, you know. Just drop the old suicide. Yeah, I mean, old, yeah. you know. Yeah. God damn. I mean, you're making it harder for us. Trying to make a funny fucking joke, don't you think? Uh, in um, all joking aside, though, this is a time of year when a lot of people struggle with mental health and depression. Yeah. Because yeah, of the darker, yeah. especially in Northern Hemisphere, uh, the darker days, longer, darker days, and just, you know, general loneliness. Some people are, you know. Because all of these holidays and people spending time, and some people feel left out and alone. So, yeah, and people are up people. against it financially. It's difficult every, for everyone right. around the world at the moment. You know, it's 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 it is a difficult point. But maybe we could make a, a point of this in a, in a future episode. You know, the tough uh, dilemma is how do we talk. fucking bring us back out of this spiral? It's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Jesus, God, guys. <laughs> Jeff, did you did you pick a zombie weapon? I said. Serbian cleaver, and then oh, you the, said, ugh. I mean, I don't really... The half shovel? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, those Serbian cleaver videos are hilarious because they're yeah. chopping up on a, raw, a log or a rock or something like that. I, You know what? When, when the pandemic started and I was just like, are we going to lose power? Should I have something in the car? I didn't really think about a knife. I had a leather man. <laughs> I thought about... What's so funny? <laughs> Leather. Can you imagine? I didn't sort of expect. Dead. I didn't expect. Jeff turns up with his leather man. I, hey, Carl, Carl, Carl. Let me get out this all. Let me get out the little fucking toenail clippers. I want to clip you. I uh, I had like a. I have a. I have one thing that is my favorite tool of all time. It's a. Uh, it's a. Um, a Halligan tool. You know what a Halligan tool is? 
No. A Halligan tool. You got to look it up. This thing is the fucking greatest fucking tool of all time. They're usually, the firefighters have them, and they're kind of hard to get. This one may or may not have fallen off a fire truck, and I may or may not have, <laughs> it might, it may or may not have come into my possession. And Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know, but it's, 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 it's this tool. It's like a crowbar, and it has a spike on the end, and it has these, like, pikes on the other side, and it's for, you can get into any door. Any door, anywhere, like any type of, you can remove doors from hinges. Nothing stops this fucking thing. And I, swear, I got, I've been wanting one for since I was a kid. And then I had a friend who was a firefighter, and he may or may not have retired before he retired. He may have, you know, may or not have, whatever. It came into my possession. I ended up on YouTube looking at like Halligan tool, like how you use a Halligan tool. Get ready mm. to not sleep at night because you can figure out how to open any wow. goddamn door on the planet with this fucking Halligan tool. So I had the Halligan tool in the, in the truck for quite a while. So in the zombie apocalypse, it looks, it looks you like use a, that to I break get into up. businesses and restaurants. To I want to, if I got to get into, I don't know about stealing, but if I need to get into a place and that thing, I'm going to knock someone in the, in the noggin. You give, it, give them a smash and it's over. Those look heavy. Just looking now, it's got like a, like a climber's peck on one it, end, dude, doesn't it? Dude, this, I have yeah. a real one and it's like, they're hard to get a hold of and they're, it's insane. It's an insane piece of equipment that no one ever uses in a zombie apocalypse. I mean, that is, that's a zombie apocalypse thing. Well, get into a house. You got to talk to John Ariani, Sunset Forge, about getting you one then. I talked to Pat years ago about it would be cool to forge one because, I mean, it, but it would be a tricky situation. But they're, they're, they're Halligan tools. Or look up a Halligan tool and watch, watch Halligan tool videos. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Halligan bar, I think I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. nuts. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Have we, have we all got a question? Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'll start with one from Leonardo Lee, friend of the show. Um, aesthetic question for you guys. Um, aesthetic? I think maybe that's, that's um, a spelling error, maybe. Um, I was talking with a friend, and he thinks that Damascus knives should have fairly plain handles to not distract from the, nice of the niceness of the Damascus. I think they should have fancy handles to make the whole thing look fancy. What are your options? What are your opinions? Um, I'll start. Um, I I agree with your friend, and personally, if it's Damascus, I like it to be a clean handle, just to make mm. yeah, make that blade sort of pop. Um, but I think that that's just my sort of style. I like things to be pretty simple. Um, um, but yeah, I can imagine if you've got a really fancy handle as well, it could be quite distracting from um, from from the the blade um Marekko, what are your thoughts on this because obviously you do a lot of this kind of stuff yeah i i like highly figured handle materials and i want it to i want that handle to kind of complement the blade in a way and it, it some of it also plays into how sometimes the pattern flows and how that pattern can have this effect of flowing into the handle material um like there there's a guy named uh gl hansen hansen I think it's Hanson and Sons that make these um, these micarta materials that are really cool, and and some mm. of them have these kind of chevron shapes. And I've seen people make patterns or have patterns that have been manipulated to have this kind of chevron effect, and it flows either out of the handle and into the blade, or vice versa. And I actually I really like it. It doesn't for me. It's not distracting. I think uh, it's I'm looking at the whole thing as a composition, and I feel like sometimes if the handle is um, not not necessarily like super flashy, but 
if if I feel like it doesn't complement the, especially the pattern or maybe the amount of time and effort that somebody's put into making a pattern, it 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 only focuses just on a blade instead of the whole thing overall, like an overall composition um, piece. And so I don't know. I, I I like to have interesting handle material, more figured handle wizards. Like I said, curly, burly, uh, spalted. Um, I, I like it to be interesting. Those are the three dwarves. <laughs> the three nothing, dirty Craig, doors. Nothing, Craig. Nothing. I can get anything from you out of that? You little bastard. He's filling up his beer. Are you gone? He stepped away to no, fill no, the I'm beer. No, oh, I'm okay, here. Right. I, I'm here. Listening. Just didn't find a particularly funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> Good man. Good man. But look, I need to tell everybody, oh. especially Canadians out there, where are you getting your stuff? I can tell you where you need to be getting it. It's MaritimeKnifeSupply.com because they've got everything you need. If you're a knife maker, which I assume you are, it's the one-stop shop for knife makers. Steel, belts, handle materials, tool forges, and so on. They're, they're the uh, licensed distributor of combat abrasives there as well. They've got everything you could possibly need. Um, go take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They have a deal where if you buy 10 belts, you get one free. So that's effectively 10% off. Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram as well. Go take a look. Nice. All right, I got one here from Cold Storm. He didn't let me answer the question. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. Go ahead. I I don't like it when people tell you how something's supposed to be. That's why if a guy said to me, I don't like it when my when Damascus handle Damascus knives have crazy handles, I'm like, guess who's making a crazy handle? I don't. I think it'd be (laughs) unconscious. I'm spiteful. I'm very. I I do things. I think spite's fine. I, I I don't particularly care for when people I, I get people telling me that shit all the time and I'm just like yeah you're making me want to do the opposite so <laughs> you know it's weird it's weird when people do that I don't yeah. think they should I, be. I, I find it strange when people say things aren't nice because that's very different to saying I don't like that you know if people say oh right. those things they're not nice that's almost like yeah, that's more than just your opinion you think that's everybody's opinion right but if somebody should say I don't personally like that. You know, that that's fair enough. Everybody has their own sort of opinions on things. But when people sort of declare something as not nice or that's good, that's always a bit weird for me. I had I was at a, a charity event and this customer of mine was there and he and I were talking and he was looking oh at God. the and he says to me, he says to me, You know, I don't like it as much when you do the colorful handles. I wish you would do more wood. And I said, Well, you know, you can commission me to make whatever the fuck you want. Like <laughs> I don't. I said I'll I'll make you whatever you want. I don't know why. You're... And I was looking at him like that's a weird thing to say. He was also may may or may not have been German. So I think there was some sort of you know tact thing maybe like if the tact gene was gone or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it was just like he said to me. He's just like you know I wish you didn't do so many colorful handles. I wish you did more just simple handles. I'm just like I'll make you whatever you want. You fuck. I mean, I don't know what else to say, dude. Jim, like, I mean, it's not like I mean. Now I want to make some fucking colorful handles, and and then you ended up buying a colorful handle one. I'm just like, well, why did you even bother saying that? Yeah, it's because he doesn't you do, actually you do it know what the fuck them. he likes. That's yeah. his problem. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I need to do a shout out to. Uh, uh, I need to do a shout out to a guy and to one of our listeners. Uh, you read up another question, and then. Um, you do a question, Mark. I got one. I, I want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. This one's from okay. Cole Storm. He says, uh, I'm looking at getting away from taking just custom orders and start and to start u- utilizing a newsletter to inform my customers of 
available knives. Uh, just wondering if you guys had any tips about getting a newsletter rolling, uh, any programs to use to draft the newsletter. How do you go about sending the bulk new newsletters out uh, without ending up in without them ending up in the junk? Uh, folder and any suggestions for newsletter content. Uh, thanks again. Uh, appreciate everything you do. Mailchimp, or and then he's asking, you know, is it Mailchimp, Squarespace? Those Spotify? are just notes. Those are notes that I oh, those are oh, okay. question. Yes, yeah, All yeah. Right. Um, I think if you've got a website, which you know, if you're looking at do newsletters, you should at least have a website because that's where you want to push people from your newsletter to your website. Um, most of those now, if you're using any sort of website builder, such as, again, we talked about Squarespace earlier, um, but if you're using Shopify or even Wix or any anything like that, most of these now have that service built in. Um, I don't know, Squarespace, for example, it basically uses MailChimp. Um, there's you know, Shopify, I think they're using MailChimp as well. Um, and it, it they just make it really, really simple. So all your billing is in one place. You're not being billed extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find newsletters to be really, really powerful. Um, so what you can do, you can split people into various lists, as in people who've already bought from you, people who are looking to buy from you, people who may be looking for a specific model, and you can blitz a, a newsletter just to these specific people. Um, and that really, that I think I find that to be really, really effective. Um, but with regards to making sure they don't get caught in spam filters and so on, um, that is always, that's, ever-changing always and there's always goalposts being moved mm. um but whoever you've got your domain with um a lot of people are using um you know just their google sort of workspace and registering their domains through there um make sure that you've got all your tagging correct and any of it, whether you're using squarespace or shop or whatever they'll 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 sort of walk you through that um but there's quite a bit of sort of technical sort of dns stuff that you need to do so you need to speak to your your web host you need to speak to your dom- domain provider and just make sure you you just everything gets verified throughout so if you skip any of these steps you're almost definitely just just throwing stuff out there it's not going to even land in people's mailboxes so just make sure you, you you're doing that correctly because that can be so so frustrating it's really frustrating i just so got a listener feedback from will miller he says <sighs> get it you don't get it. Remember, that's when you when you when I, he asked about insurance, you yawned, and then you're definitely off, Jeff. You've had a week off, <laughs> you and you're think definitely that was, off. Something's it, not quite right. I'm fucking tired. Uh. <laughs> trying to provide value here, Jeff. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I I have also used Mailchimp, and when it comes to actually drafting the email. Um, they have, I think, various templates, or you can just kind of build your mm. own template and fill it out, and you can insert images and and how you know you can kind of control um, how things are organized on the page, and they will also help with managing, like with getting them sent out. I think up to you can do for you can use it for free with uh, up to like three or five hundred emails, but once you get beyond that, you you pay, I think, by the hundred or something like that additional mm. on top. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? Oh, and oh shit, I lost track of what I was trying to say. Oh, Don't I, you th- to, go ahead. I was just going to say to add to what Craig was saying about making sure you have, and, and I would be curious, Craig, to get a little bit more clarity on what you mean by tags, but just kind of making sure you are going through those steps um, to, to, to prevent 
your stuff going straight to the spam. Also making sure that you aren't actually spamming people. So on your website, mm. having somewhere where people can intentionally sign up for your newsletter. Because even if somebody's been a customer in the past, does not meet, give you permission to send them um, necessarily emails about new yes, products. So yeah. make sure that the people who are going to be receiving your emails are people who have said, I want to receive your emails because that is a very quick way to get you know, red flagged or put into spam or somebody complaining and shit like that. Um, and yeah. honestly, you only want your emails to go to people who want to buy your stuff anyways, or who have signed up for that service because they're there to receive it and they're excited about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And th there's also, um, in Europe, I think it's actually different in Europe. So it is in the U S where we have to have a double opt-in. So if people oh. sign up for your newsletter. They'll all, they then get an automated email tell them they need to verify that before right. they actually go onto the list. Um, so when you put up that, that sign-up form, just, just, just put a little note on there saying, you know, you will receive another email, which you then need to verify. Mm -hmm. And because you get a lot of people, they think they're on your list, but they haven't actually done that second part. Um, but with regards to the tagging, the domain tagging, what I mean is, so your your domain, without it's going to sound fucking boring. Oh, okay. you're, you're well within your rights to yawn here, Jeff. <laughs> wow, well, um, I mean. But you're... Yeah. Your domain will have what they call DNS records, which are domain name servers, and they'll have what they call MX records, and you need to make sure they are correct and with your website host, um, because if they're not, they just think you're using somebody else's mail server and just, you know, as people used to do, and just, and just spam, spam loads of people. That's what spammers generally oh, wow. do. So you just need to verify that domain is 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 yours. Um, and correctly linked to your service, so they they'll all walk you through these. They'll all walk you through these steps anyway. Sure. Um, but yeah, so the, the, there's a couple of things, and and again, like we talked earlier about the language that you use, and I'm pretty sure using you know killer knife and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that's going to be flagged up by your by the other person's mail provider mm -hmm. and being marked as junk as well. Um, you know, and putting, you know, special offer XXXX and all that kind of stuff in it. That's the kind of <laughs> stuff you. that spammers use. Yeah. So that will probably be flagged up as well. So it's just being careful again with the language that you use. Um, and the goal is to, yeah, to keep out of people's junk folders, but it's, 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 it's always a running battle. And for using any of these, uh, these, you know, these mailing providers, you'll see those stats, you know, of how many sent and how many opened. Um, but it's just amazing to see, you know, it's quite common to have a sort of 50% open rate or higher. Whereas, you know, if you were to post something on Instagram, for example, 50% of your followers are definitely not seeing your content. You're lucky if 10% do. Um, so you, you, you've really got this direct line to your customer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you just need to be careful again with your language that you're using that the domains are set up correctly. Sure. And just have it not looking spammy. You know, be very careful with your subject lines as well. Um, because, you know, they, they can be really, you know, flagged easily for spammers because, you know, it's basically you're trying to sell something, aren't you? Um, but just, just do it lightly. You're not, you're not doing the hard sell. Have you, know? you uh, two things. What have you looked in your junk folder lately? I don't, but I mean, I've got my mail open now and there's, there's thousands of them Some of them are hilarious. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Me, you know, me want husband. <laughs> sometimes that's, yeah. that's yeah. fucking good ones. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is your penis big enough for that kind of thing? It's like Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you are you feel how do you feel about your penis? Is your penis okay? You know, I'm into the spam folder. Yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. And, the, and really, the last thing I wanted to say, just, it's interesting. We, we talk about newsletters all the time. And, and for me, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for our, our newsletter list because it, you know, really had made a big thing. Now that we're seeing what's going on with social media and how easy it is to change, how easy it is for, I mean, what's going on on Twitter, people are running, people are coming back, people are leaving with Elon Musk is doing all sorts of stuff. People are, you know, you kind of can't necessarily put all your eggs in that Instagram basket. Right. Especially mm-hmm. considering the the engagement is so bizarre right now. I mean, the past yeah. year. It's been yeah. weird. Super weird. Uh, another piece of advice I would actually offer, too, when it comes to, like, what to actually put into the, uh, the email. I, I've signed up with, like, uh, like Boot Hill Blades, and I get emails from uh, Bloodroot Blades. Uh, and I have, you know, I get emails from some... Uh, I. I think also Craig's too, and I need to sign up for Jeff's, but those are people who are doing it. Those are people who are doing a good job with the way they they operate their newsletters and the formats and what kind of maybe added value, or maybe you just get straight mm. to the point and say, this is available. Here you go. Or, you know, maybe you can chum it up a little bit more and say, hey, this, you know, we're stepping into winter and we're thinking about the holidays, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, you can make it fluffy or just straight to the point. Um, but I think uh, for me and the way I've operated newsletters in the past uh, and kind of tried to format our newsletters is by uh, through inspiration from other people's newsletters, actually, honestly. Mm. And I mean, we just mentioned Jeff's there. If you haven't signed up to Jeff's, Jeff always has a few lines in there that makes make me laugh every time. So when it when when it when it beeps, I get an email and I, and I see and I see it's one of Jeff's. I'll automatically open it because I know there's something that's going to make me laugh. <laughs> so if so if you've got something in it, I used to do something called Lucky Links. So I'd have at the bottom in the footer there, um, I just have a few links, and I wouldn't tell people what they were, but they'd generally be funny things that I've seen online that week. And I know a lot of people enjoyed that; they'd get it and they'd go straight down to the funny links and just have a look. Um, so yeah, have something in that. So when when it pings. It's not a case of, oh, fucking hell, they're trying to sell me something. You're adding some sort of value or at least making them smile, you know? And you do you do want to be sending bloody, you know, 20 a month. You no. know, one a month. One a month is, is probably, you know, how you want to be trying to hit it, really. Right. Um, any more than that, and people will just be like, oh, oh man. They'll, they'll just sack you off. Well, I just signed up, Jeff. Well, that's fine. I appreciate it. There are some people who, there are some people who send, like, multiple, it's like every day. I mean, it is like yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Some of it's just. Like- do you know what? Do you know what my biggest hate is when somebody sends a newsletter, and let's say there's a typo in it or something, which you know we all do, you know. But but then they send out another one apologizing for that, and he's just like, "I haven't got fucking time to read this," you know. <laughs> and it's just like that. Please don't. If you got a typo, it's, it's gone. It, it. Don't worry about it. Don't send out another one saying, "I'm sorry about the typo. We're trying our best here." It's just. Oh yeah. Please don't. The old apology. Yeah. The apology. Next, the the next newsletter apology. It's just like, yeah, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to hear about your troubles. Sure. You know, I understand <laughs> your small business and your, you all the baby's crying, and I understand you don't have to put it in the new <laughs> apology newsletters. Could be the worst thing on earth. It's almost sure. it should be like a crime. <laughs> it should be a crime. <laughs> no, seriously, crime. <laughs> seriously, some sort of some no, sort of time, internet it's crime. A time crime. You're wasting well, my fucking. Time. But you know, it's like, oh, you know, we had this problem and the the i we we really spend all of our time combing through and trying to make sure but we made a mistake and let's let, read about my mistake and oh god 
I, I will say a, a good resource I, I really like is Seth Godin. He calls it permission marketing. I'm sure he's not the only one, uh, but he's got several uh, books about marketing and sales and and kind of from uh, business business stuff from that kind of perspective around branding and marketing. And he's he, I really like his perspective. It's very uh, I think it's very uh, uh, holistic. I guess he he, he he's yeah. trying to help people really actually truly provide value rather than just putting a bunch of shit out in the world and hoping something sticks. Like he's trying to help people really connect with their real, their audience, the people that want what they're making, like Jeff's audience and, yeah. and his knives or Craig's and his knives, you know, and so on. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that's another thing where you can add your person. It doesn't have to be like a corporate email. No. These are people who have opted in because they're into you and your stuff. Yeah. And again, Jeff, Jeff's is a very good example of that. When you when you read Jeff's email, I'm always reading it in his in his accent, you know, because you know it's come it's come from How's him. That's my accent. You fuck. Hey, I'm walking <laughs> here. I'm walking. I'm walking here. That's that's the only, you know that's the only thing I can do. Sound like that, um, you asshole. <laughs> but you know, it, it is an opportunity to yeah be a sort of you know sort of real self. You're not you're not doing the hard corporate sure. sell. Sometimes our mus- you know, newsletters are off the rails. Sometimes, eight, yeah. sometimes a- a- Allison does them, and I like it when Allison does them. But and she'll write, "I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm doing it anyway." It's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's like some uh, yeah, behind exactly. behind yeah. the scenes kind we, of stuff. I mean, otherwise, it's like I mean, yeah. you know, can't some, whatever it takes. Just what I guess I'll add a, one more thing. I'm sure uh, is when it comes to if you do want to add. Uh, added value or content to your email. Something that's also actually really easy to do is just like summarize. Like if it's if you're only doing it once a month, go through your Instagram feed and pick some highlights, and then hi- use those as highlights. And it's very simple because realistically, some of the people who have signed up for your newsletter probably might not even have social media and be seeing those. But also, mm. not everybody sees everything. It's a really easy way to just honestly reuse content you've already created. And then you can go into your pitch about this stuff that's coming up. Or maybe you've been posting about the knives that you're get just about to talk about selling. You've, you know, you have all oh, this is all this shit we've been doing and the processes and blah, 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 whatever, you know, um, that helps create value. It helps kind of sweeten a, a sale, especially a sales pitch, I think, through e- an email. Yeah. <clears throat> Without a doubt. Yeah. Okay, um, now it's the time to tell you all about Dharma Steel. Um, if you listened a few weeks ago, you'd have heard we did the, the Dharma Steel Chef Invitational, which we do every year, which we love. Um, we love working with them because they make great stuff. I mean, if, you, if you're looking for a stainless Damascus, Dharma Steel is the stuff to get. Um, fantastic. Look at them. They are dharmasteel.se online, but they're Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, and you'll see some of the beautiful stuff that people are making with Dharma Steel. Not just knives, jewellery, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so go take a look. They've always got new patterns coming up, becoming available as well. Um, they are, as I say, dharmasteel.se. If you register and make a purchase using Knife Talk as a promo code, you get 10% off as well. So, yeah, go do it. Where are we? What are we doing? Uh, we have Knife Karens, and I just wanted to give a, a funny story and a shout-out to someone, and we can talk. This is, might be a nice little in, in, uh, thing. Tack Sharp Knives listens to the podcast. He's a sharpening business not far from me, and uh, he tagged me in a post not too long ago. And it was one of my knives that had been brought in for a restoration, which is weird because I'm like, you know, I'm not, I, mean, I haven't been doing this that long. This isn't like from the mm. 1930s. 
And um, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this knife, and I'm just like, I recognize that knife. And it was a Damascus knife with a figured koa handle, and it looked like shit. And all of a sudden, I'm just and he he's like, oh, I'm I'm doing this restoration on uh, Jeff's knife, and blah 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 blah. And he did a great job. And I felt like I all of a sudden I realized. At first, I didn't know whose knife it was. I was like, what that? That's a Damascus knife. It looks like I mean, look, beating the fuck up. I don't know what happened. And then all of a sudden, I re- dawned on me. I remember the customer, and I remember what happened. And I felt the need to call Nick. Nick is a great guy. Mm. And the reason why I called him was because I felt as though I needed him to know that I always tell my customers, if you have a problem, bring it back, or if for any other re- any reason whatsoever. And I'm not gonna like. Well, it's five, you know a hundred dollars to look at it, and then another hundred. I don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. no questions asked. Yeah. And I wanted to call him to say he did a great job. But number two is I wanted him to let him know that I wasn't. It's not like I told this guy, you know, it's your problem now. What had happened was this customer's a good guy, but at the same time he's one of these guys. He knows everything, and I know, I know, I know. And Nick, if you're listening to this, keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know what I'm talking about, though? These guys, oh, I, I know, I know, and I need yeah, it. Yeah. And he wanted, you know, I even tried to kind of talk him down from, you know, getting a full tang Damascus knife because it's going to be more expensive. And he wanted the most expensive one I had, this big expensive piece of koa, and put it all together. And I gave it, and he came to the shop. I explained what you do, keep it dry, wash it, use, you know, regular soap and take care of it and clean it dry. And if you're going to go away for a while, hit it with some uh, camellia oil. Or you don't even have to use camellia oil. You can use mineral oil, you know. So turn- It's like that scene in Gremlins where they go away with the gremlin. He's like, keep right. them dry. Well, don't feed them after midnight. Otherwise, all hell will break loose. You know, yeah. there's two things involved in this. One is is like how people price. You know, we have a, we have a system on pricing. Our pricing isn't random. And actually, I thought maybe last week we could have talked about Black Friday and how we deal with pricing. There's like a rubric almost, and we caught this cost per inch. And, and if it's Damascus, this cost per inch. And if you want full tang, it's this cost per inch. If you want a hidden tang, it's this cost per inch plus the handle. And we were kind of trying to push him into, you know, it's, you're going to save more money if you, you know, don't do full tang Damascus because you're going to waste all that steel and all this. And he wasn't hearing it. So he just ran up the bill, you know, and it was just like we kind of give him breaks and stuff like that, but it was expensive. And I, and I really came in and I explained to him, I'm like, look, there's, you know, baby it to a certain degree. It was probably one of the nicest knives I've made. And it was a, it was a really great knife. And I used uh, Bob Rankin steel too. Always, always, always use Bob. Bob does a great job. So I called Nick up and I thanked him and I just wanted him to know that it wasn't, um, that I didn't like, you know, tell him to fuck off. I told him, I'm like, you, you sent it to me. I'm happy. And I, he's still a good customer of mine. I'm for it and stuff like that. Turns out he was using olive oil to, mm. to, to clean, to, to store the knife on the handle and on the, uh, oh, my battery's running low. Uh, give me, I'm going to, uh, give me five. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Just hold what you got. Hold what you got. Just talk. So no worries. I'm going to no tell worries. you what happened. Tell you what happened. Okay, we'll guess. We'll guess. No, no, no. We'll so he used olive oil. No, no, he used olive oil. He's he buttering it up. He, he used olive Put oil. Put it places it's not supposed to I go. I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed everything. I'm all good. I'm all okay. good. So he, Let's not pretend you're a tech genius. You just put a plug in here. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, had, <laughs> well I had to find another Jesus plug Christ. because the plug I had plugged in wasn't, the plug I had plugged in wasn't <laughs> correct. It wasn't. Oh, who cares? 
So I had to. So so he what he said was what happened was is the guy was just using olive oil. The olive oil got rancid and it oxidized the whole knife. It completely destroyed the knife, and he was too embarrassed to bring it back. Mm. He was like, "Oh wow!" He said because wow. Nick even said he said he said you know you can, you can bring, Jeff will take care of it. I mean he made it. He'll take care of it. And he goes, oh, I think he's too busy and stuff like that. But it was more along the lines of like, I think that he was just like, I paid a lot of money for this and I feel embarrassed that I, you know, fucked it all up. So it was, I just wanted to send a shout out to Nick, but it was very interesting because it was something about like, you know, your customers and what they, if they listen, do they not listen? What do you do? And yeah. 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 That's interesting because it's like you, you spend a lot of money, say even just buying a car and it's like. The regular maintenance on a knife is very simple to do and to keep it dry and, you know, how to store it properly. All that shit's very simple to do. But people treat it like it's invincible. But it's like if you got a new car and then you just never did it, you never filled it with gas, you never got the oil change, you never washed. It's like, what the fuck? Like, take care of the fucking thing. It's super easy. And uh, it is kind of confusing sometimes. But, yeah, I agree. But, Don't use but, olive oil because but, it does get rancid. It's gross. But there's guys who yeah. say, they, oh, I know all about it, and I take care. I got another guy in that right now. He's, like, all over and, us, and he, I know how to take care of my knives. And then you ask me these questions that was, like, clearly he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's just, like, I'm trying to push it. Those kind of guys I try to push into, a you know, like a stainless steel knife where you're not going to have to worry because they say some buzzwords that you're just, like, I'm going to hear from this guy again because he's going to like, you know, stick it in the dishwasher or he's going to use olive oil or mm. all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I don't know. Why did this happen? Why did this, you know, I got this carbon seal, but why is it changing color? You get that shit. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you, I've you push had... them onto other people, other makers. <laughs> no, I never do that. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's part of the rolling the dice and, you know, it doesn't happen often. But when it does, you know, you hopefully get a guy like Nick who does a good job and doesn't be like, you, you fader should have taken care of Fader tried it, you know. Fader tried to take care of it, and Nick did a great job. Nice, cool, nice job, Nick. Uh, nice job, yeah. Nick. <laughs> okay, who's going to tell everybody about uh, Broadback and how fantastic their grinders are? Is it going to be you, Mister Double Down Grinder Town? I I can talk love about my my Broadback Ironworks grinders. I got two of them. I had two of them going at the same time yesterday, I, and it was awesome. One with one. at the same I time. Have, I, I, I what in each end? <laughs> I have. I mean, you. You know, I don't. After the show, I'll tell you what I got going on. I got four grinders going on at the same time, and it's. One, I'm doing the Doghouse Forge old school, where I have a different grit on each grinder, and it's fucking ah, the best. I, mm. I save so much goddamn time; it was ridiculous. But my Broadback Ironworks are the best. Two by seventy twos, horizontal, vertical. All different attachments. They're terrific. And definitely get the VFD. I have one that's 220 and one that's 110. They're both outstanding. Got to get the VFD. So go to broadbackironworks.com. And if you put in the promo code Knife Talk, I don't know if they're still doing those after Black Friday, but um, there's yeah, Knife I Talk. I was talking to Ben. He said it'll revert back to what we had before. Okay. So it was Knife Talk 200 gets you $200 off some of the packages, and Knife Talk 100 gets you uh, $100 off the surface grinder, the leather sewing machine, and the sharpening system. So definitely go to broadbackironworks.com. These guys are dynamite, and if you're in Canada, use Maritime Knife Supply as their distributor for Broadback Ironworks too. So, boom. Cool. Okay. We got Knife Karens, or we can go. Let's do a couple of Knife Karens, and then we'll call it a day and maybe do an after show. Okay. Oh, God damn it. 
<laughs> okay, knife Karen. So we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Knife Karen is someone who just complains and uh, they give you trouble. We got one from, do you remember Alexander Bull, guys? You remember Alexander Bull? He made the titanium oyster knives. He's now a, oh yeah oh yes he's yes. a listener now he's a listener now he oh, loves the right. show loves the show loves the show so he says hi I'd love to send in a knife Karen a few years ago he makes speaking of <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he makes amazing oyster knives he's on the damn steel invitational a few years ago I was making a modern day version of the only traditional Dutch knife it was a farmer's knife with a carbon blade and a 3D printed sculptured handle originally it was used for chores on the land. So one day I get a call from a customer complaining about some blue spots on the knife blade. I asked, did you put in the dishwasher maybe? I think my wife's, uh, I think my wife's cooks, my, my, my wife cooks it with it each day because it's quite sharp, but we don't understand where the discoloration comes from. That's what he says. Hmm. Uh, Speedster Sove says, I got a knife, Karen, for you. If it isn't full tang, I don't want it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get that sometimes. Reminds me of my gigolo days. I did that a few times. <laughs> that's, that's what you used to say. I charge by the inch for that job, too. <laughs> for fuck's sake. There you go, baby. Uh, Ronald Knives says, The ultimate knife, Karen's the complete history of bad Yelp reviews, short hairstyles, and a trail of crying shop assistants in their week. In, in their wake. Um, but I can buy a knife for $3. Why on earth would I pay hundreds of thousands for one of yours? <laughs> they both cut things. Yeah. And then, oh, yes. Uh, Leonardo yeah. Lee is a knife, Karen. Uh, you use power tools to make that? I only use traditional methods. It's the way it's meant to be done. Oh, my God. <laughs> the way it's meant. And then, I'm sure uh, that yeah. person is still riding a horse from, from place to place, too. Dude. The knife Karen thing is people. The 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 knife Karen thing is true. I mean, it happens. People people say stupid things all the time. Here's another one from Leonardo. I only sharpen my hands. I only sharpen mine on hand mined Japanese whetstones, so they're sharp like samurai swords. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. And then last but not least, full moon whilst wearing a skirt. Last yeah, but not least, it. Paul Jansen says, "Here's a double dose of knife, Karens. Why does it cost so much?" And number two is, mm. I saw a really cool knife, but it's expensive. You can make the same thing for less, right? So, <laughs> send in your knife, Karens, and your all beef review beefs. Yes, because in four weeks' time that'll be happening. We actually yeah. have a uh, audio. Uh, all beef review if you want to hear one to give an example of uh, what your beefs should sound like or but you should write them i'm just putting this one up because well somebody erased my fucking one or something uh -oh. erased the goddamn <laughs> erased the goddamn thing i had a fucking voice one let me see hold on a second i had a voice one from um this is fucking great. This is just a fucking great. If you are so. sending voice uh, messages and in Instagram, you gotta be careful because I don't think they last forever. Well, I have. They one. don't. And what I was gonna say is, if you do want to do a voice message, um, you know, on an iPhone, you do a simple voice message. Email them to info at knifetalk dot net. 
They'll come straight to me, and we can play them out on the show. Super simple way of Well, here that. would be an example of an all-beef review. This one comes from Rough Cut Knives. My beef, this is from uh, 2020, people who go through the piddly little details that they want for their prized, perfect custom knife, then they disappear when they find out how much it's all going to cost because our time and exotic <laughs> yeah. materials are free. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, and then there's, here's Pioneer Road. My main beef for this year is customers wanting to slip into their orders list and constantly asking where their order is, then finishing their order. And when then they ask for payment, they, they, uh, they, can they pay the remainder next week? So mm-hmm. basically it's your bitching and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Or that could I have, you know, could you rush this one through? Can I have it sooner, 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 later? And then, yeah. But, but it turns out it wasn't really a rush. It wasn't particularly needed as a rush, and they can't afford to pay at the moment. Yeah, I mean, same thing. By the way, I just said if you email your voice notes to info at knifetalk.net, um, please don't because one has just bounced back to me, so please don't forget what I just said. Okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> Shall we call it a day? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, We shall be back bright and early again next Monday. Um, It's been a pleasure as always. Bye for now. Ah, How many beers have you had? None. None. I had a glass. I had a glass of wine this afternoon, um, and that that's pretty much it. Can I tell you my my uh, my new favorite thing now? I'm shocked. It's my new favorite thing. My wife got me CBD seltzer water. I fucking love them. Right. I fucking love them. Oh, interesting. Really? Oh, my God. What's the taste? I mean, it it tastes like a fruity seltzer water, but then all of a sudden you start to get this kind of mild calmness. You don't get high or stoned, but you get this very, very mild, like, contentment. Interesting. It's great, and it's not cheap. It's called uh, Recess. 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 You can get them on it. You can get them on Amazon, I guess. But uh, my wife got me a case. And I was just like, she's like, you seem like you're going through a lot. And I was like, you're goddamn right I am. And so she said, <laughs> let me like, medicate you. Here's a fucking CD. Here's a CBD seltzer water. Try this. I was like, all right, what's the big deal? I'm like, yes, I will. I'm on this. I am on this. Nice. Really? Yeah, it's great. Hey, I mean, Jeff. You know, oh, yeah. sorry. Go, ahead. go ahead. I think I got nothing. That's all I was I just going to say you'd be proud. I So... In November, I signed up for uh, – I, I follow a gal named Jen Wiederstrom. Uh, she's oh, sure. She's a, a yeah. fitness coach. Uh, she's a great person. Um, and she does – she has this, like, platform where she teaches people about uh, what's a, a, a style or a type of – I guess a way of eating, which is called uh, carb cycling. So it's, like, mixing uh, – or kind of eating low carb and also helping to to just understand and pay attention to what the food and like the food you're putting in your body. And I've actually through the holiday season, I've been losing weight. I think I'm down 15 pounds now. Wow. Um, wow. And 15. Wow. Yeah. And it started, it started in November. Um, and so I, I just, I thought you would appreciate that. And it, it was I interesting because one of the biggest, uh, because I've been taking, you know, I, 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 I appreciate what you what you share about you know your journey of trying to get into better health and stuff like that and and so I you know I kind of have been trying to take that to heart and also just to help with kind of my own mental health like a big part of what how we feel about ourselves is just like the shit that we put in the food that we put in our body whether it's good food or bad food and it plays a big role and so uh, I've been doing that and uh, yeah and it's it's really interesting uh, to learn 
from through her program and the biggest thing that I, I i don't know why i never thought about this or really had this takeaway because i've heard about like keto diets and low carb diets and shit like that i'm just like there's no way i could maintain mm. that uh, but the the idea with the carb cycling is basically you have uh two high carb days and then the rest of the days are low carb days and so it helps you so you're still getting that carb um intake but you're not uh, but you're controlling um where the fuel is coming from and, and a, a big thing where a lot of our energy comes from is either fats in the food that we eat or the carbs in the food we, that we eat so when we eat stuff like mm. pizza that's lots of carbs and it's also got lots of fat when you double up you're doubling up your fuel intake and so what happens it's like filling up her example is like you're filling up your gas tank you get to full and then you just keep filling and gasoline's pouring all over the fucking place well guess what that extra fuel in the food you're eating is going onto you you know your onto your body you're stored as excess energy excess fuel and mm. fat and so by just paying attention to what your intake is and if you're not and making sure not to double up uh, or and stuff like that. And it's really it's amazing. And I'm not even I'm not fucking doing any exercise at all. I'm just changed the way. 15 pounds in a month. Yeah. Wow. And it's just it's just melting away. And it, part of it also is because it's a low because it is more of a low carb diet. Um, and, and I thought I was going to really love the high carb days because I was like, ah, oh, carbs, carbs, carbs. But I actually, I've been finding it's a lot easier to eat the way like the low carb days are. And, mm. and so I've just kind of been, been maintaining that and with lower carbohydrates and, 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 and stuff like, you know, kicking off your insulin in your body you're also retaining less uh water unnecessary you know water in your body so that also helps bring some i guarantee a lot of that it's just un uh unnecessary inflammation from excess you know water being stored in my body and so um but it's mm. it's been pretty interesting uh to go through that but i just want to say thank you jeff for the inspiration uh to push myself uh, to make this change yeah. There you go. Good for mm. you. I, uh, I, uh, this fat fuck here has been thinking what he's going to have for the snack. For the snack. I, well, <laughs> I mean, I've, for me, I changed my, my, my mindset in regards to exercise now. That's the only way I can really handle the stress of the business and what's going on right. with my mother and going on with my kid sure. and everything like that. And I, you know, you can look at, you can look at, you know, Peloton has been my fucking thing and, you know, I've just, you know, it's important. I, I I think that exercise is like the best thing for my mental health these days. So, yeah, yeah, and I, it, that's kind of like the next phase for me now. Is I've I've gotten used to this style of eating. I'm very comfortable with it. I feel very confident in being able to maintain it, and and just like that awareness. And so now I'm just taking them one step at a time. So now the next step is just to introduce a little bit of activity. And it's not a ton of activity. Like it's been snowing here and I, I took my kid out and I ran around and like we have this like inner tube sled and it's got like a, a like a, a leash attached to it. Uh, and so I was just dragging his ass around in the snow. But that was like my exercise for the day. And just like that little bit of energy output and exercise like it's it, that is great to help with your body composition. But it also, again, is a thing that helps with your mental health. Uh, getting that mm. extra energy out and you, you like any articles books whatever scholarly things you read like ex exercise is a really fucking important part of just being a human being uh and maintaining you know good health yeah it doesn't have to be crazy. Not, well congrats yeah. congratulations that's a hell of an achievement 15 that's pounds that's amazing no, 15 pounds is a lot yeah yeah wow 
Trust me, I got it to lose. I probably still got another twenty. I got, <laughs> I got another twenty on me that could go by the way. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm I'm, I'm preparing to fatten up for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we've been yeah getting quite excited. We so basically it's, it's our twins' birthday, which was on the twenty ninth. And as soon as their birthday is done with, sort of Christmas starts then because right. we go into December and, you know, it's the whole sort of festive period, I suppose. Sure. Um, but we've got – I'm cooking for 12 people this Christmas. So we've been out today and we've bought like a, a huge dining table that's going to fit like 15 people. And it's just I'm, – I'm starting to feel it now, you know, Christmassy, ready. Um, so, yeah, always planning food already. And it's – it's yeah, I'm excited for Christmas this year. It's going to be it's gonna be a really good one. The kids are that much older where they're going to appreciate a bit more – but you know, we still got a baby in the house as well, which is always nice. And I said, again, you know, I got family coming over. I, I can't wait. Really looking forward. Well, who's to your? What's your go-to Christmas music? Like, are you pulling up Michael Bublé? Is it Nat King Cole? Yeah, oh, cheesy, cheesy Christmas, like Sinatra at Christmas, Sinatra, all that kind of Elvis, stuff going on. Blue Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. Christmas. All the classics. Do you have a yeah. playlist? I'm. I'm a, I do. I'm a full-on idiot at Christmas. Well, I'm, I'm fully into it. Is it something it. you can share, like, on Spotify or something? Yeah, I will do I will nice. on Spotify, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that immediately now <laughs> as, as we're speaking. But, um, yeah, I'm feeling it already. And, you know, it's it's getting cold here in the mornings and stuff, and it's it's coming quick, and I'm just like, yeah. Oh. We found a really great restaurant locally as well, which we, we've booked in for the 23rd. Um, for like all of us to go to as well. So there's like, I think it's going to be like 15 of us go in there. I mean, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a great Christmas, I'm Speaking sure. Speaking of which, if my wife will happily ruin your uh, childhood memories and stuff like that if you want. We were actually, yeah, really? it's hilarious. <laughs> so we were watching uh, for Thanksgiving, we were watching Peanuts. You have Peanuts over there in Wales, in France? Brown. Peanuts. Do we have okay. Peanuts? Fucking, fucking Peanuts. Yeah, I didn't say penis. I said Peanuts. Peanuts, <laughs> yeah, fucking, of course. Of course we have fucking Penis. I, so we're watching, we're watching, <laughs> watching Snoopy uh, Thanksgiving or something like that. We're all quiet and Lila's all excited, but she's at the same time, she's like getting ready. You know, she's getting bummed out that she's going to be not be a kid anymore and stuff like that. We're watching, we're eating dinner and watching fucking Snoopy and stuff like that. And my wife out of the blue, silent, dead silence. And my, my, my wife says, you know, Charlie Brown's sister, Sally, her whole personality is that she's horny. <laughs> and I was like, you're fucking right. And it was so funny. She just said it quiet. She's like, her whole personality, so she's horny. What's that? What's that all about? I'm like, fucking right. Sally is all she is is horny. What? what, what I need an example because I don't she's understand. Just, what you're she's just she's horned up for fucking Linus all the time. I Sally's know. Charlie Brown's sister. Right. She's hitting on it. She's hitting on a Schroeder on a whatever the fucking Linus. She's all horned up for Linus. That's her whole personality. I got you. Hmm. There you go. So That's there you go. It was funny. It, it really it was. All right, let me get the fuck out of here. I've had it with you. <laughs> Mareko, I'm just I'm just gonna paste in um in this thing here a, a Spotify playlist. There we go. You should see that link okay. there. Okay, I think we're done then. Thank you all so much for listening. This will be available Monday, um, as we are every single Monday, and um, and we should speak to you all very soon. Thank you very much. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 